Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm marrying William Devin Craft Esquire, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping Loans. Once again, my name is Pouch, and I'm not here by myself, but Milky is, is in Uruguay visiting his family, enjoying the countryside. He sent me a picture of, like, a cabin in the middle of a field, and it was gorgeous, and I'm jealous as fuck. But I'm sure he's, again, he's having the time of his life with his family. But here with me today is a great friend and supporter of the podcast for several years now. Um, he's also a podcaster himself. His name is Ryan B. Beagley. How are you, Ryan? What's up, my nigga? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't I don't use those terms, so you're using it with the wrong person right now. <laughs> I'm trying to fill in for Milkley. I really I am. See. Okay. All right. Fair enough. It's a pretty good substitute in the meantime. Thanks for coming on. Um, how are you, sir? I am great, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's just, you know, pulling back the curtain a bit. I didn't I learned how to use this fucking software prior, <laughs> so I had Ryan waiting for like 20 wow. minutes as I tried to figure it out. Hey, if you, so I feel pretty bad right now. <laughs> if you've met my co-host, you're used to understanding how long I got to wait to start a fucking show. Oh, really? Okay. All right, so how's everything? Uh, we usually, you know, we usually start with like nice cities. How's how, how's everything? How's your week been, and so on? Uh, it's it's been good, man. It's been a, a busy week, um, but you know, it's been good. That's good. That's good. Uh, how about you? Uh, just a horrible few weeks. Uh, uh, starting with the death of a really good friend of our family, um, we will be doing something special for him very soon. Uh, that's coming up in the works. And I'm just having, like, the worst fucking time with regards to my insurance, but I'd rather not get into that. But right now, I don't have insurance, and that's always fun. No health insurance, rather. Oh, that sucks, bro. That's It's, it's a fucking nightmare, and I'm just, like, stressing out real hard. Uh, okay, so um, let's just get into something more positive. You are on two podcasts, or rather you run two podcasts. The first one is Green Up Podcast, is where I originally met you. Yes. And then the second one is Lucky to Be Dad Podcast. Do you want to pimp out your shows real quick? Uh, sure. Uh, Green Up Podcast uh, used to be a weekly show, mostly about video games or TV shows or movies we watch on Netflix or what have you, but uh, we haven't recorded in a long time. Um, it started with the move that I made from Eugene to uh, Portland, and uh, it's been on hiatus ever since. Um, I did do a few episodes uh, on my drive home, and I would do it on um, Spreaker just because I could use it on my phone. I didn't have to worry about editing or anything, and, but since I've been back, I really haven't recorded. Um, I did uh, a thing for History of Bad Ideas. They have their annual award, and they asked uh, us to present something. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Uh, you, you've known me for a while, so you know I kind of go in these little ruts here and there with podcasting. But uh, Lucky to be Dad um, is starring my daughter, Jillian. She's eight. Um, consistently, we haven't been recording as much as we used to in the past. It's just been trying to you know, get our new normal or our new routine here in Portland. And uh, the whole reason I did it is because uh, I, I'm completely jealous of what you have with Dropping Loads Podcast. I want to be able to sit down in a room and record with friends. But unfortunately, the few friends that I do have, none of them want to do a podcast. But Jillian has been 
um, intrigued with podcasting from the very start of Green Up. And she's always uh, chimed in. And so I thought, what better way to do it? She wants to do a podcast. She's one of my best friends. So let's just do a podcast together. And I thought it would, you know, in a few years when she's a little bit older, it'll be great to be able to look back and listen to it and see it develop. And I think it's really helped her um, find her own voice. She's done a couple plays and, you know, she's nervous at first, but then she gets in front of the microphone. She's fine. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's really, really cool that, that you can you can help her grow just from podcasting. Like, that's cool. And plus, she listens to Baby Metal. We found that out not too long ago. That was really cool when we found out. Um, yeah. Well, and that's and that's been great. I mean, you've been such a huge supporter of mine, not just with Green Up, but with Lucky to be Dad. And, and it's friends like you that make this journey so much fun. And the reason we found Baby Metal was because of you guys and Metal Ness. So um, uh, once I heard, uh, when I heard Gimme Chocolate, I was like, I think Jillian's totally going to be into this. And uh, she's been hooked ever since. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. That's cool to hear. Eight years old and into baby metal. I'm yeah. I'm totally for that. <laughs> baby metal just announced uh, some of their 2018 tour dates, but it's all in the Midwest. Um, so that kind of sucks. But uh, I'm hoping if they get to the West Coast again, we can go see them. You haven't seen them yet, have you? No. Uh-uh. Um, okay. They were in Portland, or maybe it was Seattle. Um, right before we found out about them. So we just barely missed that. And the closest one they had was in Idaho um, last year, but I had just gotten my job and we had, you know, put forth so much money, you know, getting me a place and, and all that, that <laughs> going to a concert was pretty low on the, the priority list. Oh yeah, that, that's totally understandable. Um, and your wife isn't interested in your podcasting at all. I mean, like you know, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks are doing pretty well just from talking, sitting, and chatting with one another. So I think it really it really comes down to the individual and their personality types. Um, see, I've met Neil and Annalise in person, and um, they're just that outgoing personality, and so they just feed off each other, which makes their podcast so successful. Uh-huh. I'm not necessarily that person. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I keep to myself. I'm not really outgoing. Um, and my wife is kind of like me, but we, we have talked, uh, Jeremy, one of the co-hosts of green up. Uh, we have discussed about starting a new podcast about centered around being dads and everything. And we've talked about bringing our wives in on it. And, you know, we're still in the, the very early stages of it, we don't have a name. And he's, um, God, I think he's in under 100 days from retiring from the Navy. So he's uh, he's actually got to go find a real job now. So he's pretty preoccupied with that. But Oh, I see. I think overall, I, I think maybe if I cornered her, she might do it. But I don't <laughs> think she's really that interested in it. Uh, um, she does. She did actually start listening to some podcasts. She she went and listened to that uh, it was Serial and then there's a couple on our iTunes account that she listens to. I can't think of the names of them right now, but um, she's definitely not into podcasts like I am. I see. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not particularly outgoing either, but I, it's just a matter of sitting with people that you're comfortable with and that you can have that type of conversation with. Because, like, if, if, um, if I didn't know who you were and we met in a public place, you would never hear my set, the sound of my voice because I just wouldn't talk. Uh, but, like, again, it's just a matter of sitting with my friends and just having a conversation and enjoying ourselves. Cause the way, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the way – the way you hear us talk is about 
about 80% of the way we usually talk in, in real life. Like, we amp it up a little bit for the podcast, but overall, that's us. So, like, I, I can imagine, like, if you cornered your wife and you just sat down and talked, she'd feel okay and comfortable talking to you. Right. Well, and, and you know, and that brings a whole another part of the subject of this conversation is content. Like, what can we bring that people are actually going to want to listen to? Um, and, and the same thing started with Green Up. The whole reason it started is I had a bunch of friends that I played video games with, and they're entertaining as hell. And I thought, God, we laugh every night as we're playing video games on Xbox Live. Why don't we record this, talk about certain games or something, and see where it goes? And that's how it all started. And uh, I think the I think the lack of being in the same room together really does have a big bearing on um, the life cycle of a podcast, if you will. I see. And, at least in my opinion. In my experience with, you know, other friends that started podcasting the same time as me, the ones that are still together, they're, they, they get together in person to record. The ones that record over Skype and do it that way, uh, they're pretty much in the same boat as I am, and they record every once in a while. I did not know that. Yeah, I have the privilege of sitting down and chatting with friends, so I really couldn't tell you how, how tough it is to record and schedule via Skype. It's uh, It can be very difficult um, because the more co-hosts you get, the more people you get involved, the more schedules you have to worry about. And then there's always, Adam, there's always that little possibility of a problem technically, whether it's Skype, whether it's your computer, the recording software, something can, can go wrong. You know, if you're sitting in the room together, like, you know, uh, with a Zoom, it's all recording into one device. There's less opportunity for something to go wrong. But you add Skype and then, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, our our disaster attempt at Skype, man. We got lucky with a few of ours, but it was not easy setting them up. That's for sure. I know Milky was pulling us <laughs> yeah. here a few times with that. Um, I mean, we recently made the switch over to the Zoom, and that's all Milky. He decided, like, you know what? I'm going to use – I want to buy new equipment. He's filming now, so he wanted to film um, like crazy, so he was buying new equipment, and that's why we yeah. started using the Zoom and a mixer and, and shit like that. But prior to that, we were um, kind of uh, – we were still doing – we were still being indie as hell. We were still using free software to record we were still using snowballs and you know there was a lot of technical issues like um for instance uh like the the episode where eugene was last on i think i think it's episode 34 illegal chicken tunnels if i remember correctly we recorded for about an hour and we realized it wasn't there it, we didn't record shit so we had, no. to, we had to get back on it and record another 45 minutes that's happened so many times because we were using the computer constantly yeah uh, like very recently like um milk could be like fuck i forgot to press record and i'm like oh shit okay let's start again you know things like that <laughs> i mean that's still possible with the zoom where we just forget to press record but it's more it, it's more likely not it, it's less likely to fuck up because of the late place on the machine itself and you know so on so that really helps yeah. and, and, and that was very very recent so like i uh yeah trust me i understand the trouble of using a computer that could fuck up on you any any given time I, it's uh, I don't know I str- I also struggle with um, you know how do you how do you judge success for a podcast I try not what is successful for you I try not to because we're not successful <laughs> it's one of those things well, where no, no, like, no. Huh? You, you can't say that you're not successful two hundred and plus episodes that's success 
that's success and longevity but yes. nobody no nobody listens to us oh my god nobody fucking listens to us i can count like three people uh you sometimes this guy what? on facebook that, that that messages us whenever we don't release an episode and milky's mom like that's it like nobody else listens to our fucking podcast so like uh yeah. i've been there i've been there so, i've been there for so long it, it i mean like it's hard to judge success I, the only, I mean, like, it's one of those things where at this point, we kind of just do it for ourselves. We, if people listen, we're happy as fuck. Like, we're, we're just, we're just like on cloud nine. The moment we find out there's somebody out there that's like, oh my God, I like your shit. But otherwise, we, it's like, you know, you know, it's silence. Like, nobody yeah. really responds to you. Nobody emails you. No one really says anything. So overall, like, we just kind of have no idea who actually listens to our podcast. So at this point, we just do it. Because we like doing it, we like having getting, we like getting exactly. together That's and feeling is. the obligation just to sit, just to sit and chat. Like Milky said it before, like he doesn't see SPJ very often, and SPJ is one of his best friends since high school. So just it's just to make the time, like to, just to find a reason to be productive and find the time just to sit and chat with one of his best friends. He's happy. And I totally agree. Like, I like for instance, I don't talk to Milky that much um, outside of the podcast. Like, we hang out very often, but we don't actually just sit and chat, like, online that often, you know? The only times we really chat a lot is when we see each other, which is actually, like, a few times, like, two or three times a week. So, uh, but if we don't see each other, we're probably not talking. And that's that's fine. But, you know, we see each other enough to totally make right. up for the fact that we don't talk online that often. But like I said... It's the, it's just the fact that we can sit down and just f- carve out the time to be obligated to each other and always talk to each other for an hour and a half every week and like that's 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 pretty much why we do it now. I mean plus we and plus we have like something to show for it, you know? Like again, I just lost one of my best friends. It's he's he's he's, he's one of Milky's best friends from high school, but we still have some of we still have his memory because he recorded a good number of podcasts. He recorded several videos. So we can still go back to those episodes, those videos, and listen to it. So yeah. we always have a record of who we were back in the day. And that's always going to be something that we're always gonna we're gonna have there. It's on the internet. It's on my it's on my laptop. It's on my external hard drive. You know, it's always going to be there now. And that's again like that's the reason why we keep going, even if nobody fucking listens. Well, before. I, I didn't get a chance to earlier because I didn't want to interrupt you and I didn't want to uh, take this to, you know, a wrong direction, but uh, you know how, how, how bad my heart hurt for you and Milky and Ness and SPG, all of you guys. Um, when I heard that news, my heart was broken. I am very sorry to hear about that. Um, it's, it's absolutely horrible news. And I, I recently, um, had to go uh one of my football players passed away suddenly and uh Uh, it's uh, man it it broke my heart i mean i'm i'm with the i was with these kids from right before they get out of middle school they become freshmen then you you get it's weird you get the small group of kids that just it's a small group that for some reason there's just some extra connection there and you i, I don't know how to describe it they be they're like my sons they are i you know going to their high school graduation invitations to their wedding seeing their kids watch them graduate college watching them play college football and and to watch them grow up oh. it's just an amazing thing and just recently going through that and then hearing you guys go through that i just wanted to make sure that you guys knew i was there for you 
because I'm still grieving. I'm still going through that process. And I wanted to be able to be a soundboard there for you guys, because it's the way we as a society so much is one thing that just hit me and it hit me hard. And you, uh, you see people post on Facebook, you know, about Bryce and losing him. and, And all of a sudden you have all these people that you can talk to. And you can share with and and you can relive memories. You can see old pictures of, you know, his his sophomore and junior year playing football and, and all that. And then in two days it's back to normal. And it's a it's a it's a hard thing to swallow. It's like this this is still I wake up in the morning and I think about it. But the world just moves on. Uh, sometimes the world does have to go on, and it sucks because, like, again, one of my best friends, his world didn't, it, it wasn't moving on. And uh, I mean, I see what you're talking about, like how you, when you're just finally surrounded by all these people that you can talk about, rem- reminisce about him, and that's that's it's wonderful. And what I learned from him is that he was such a friendly guy. Like he loved talking to everybody. He loved making friends with everybody. And he did nothing, no matter who you were, if he saw you around, he'd probably want to be your friend. And from there, I kind of just, like, tried to take some of that with me after he passed away. I'm not a friendly person, as I told you at the beginning of the podcast. I'm very pretty – I'm pretty um, reserved, and I don't really talk to new people if I don't have to. But after Eugene, I'm just like, I, I don't want to be like that at time anymore, so I, I want to be more like him. So a, a few people that uh, that we re- reconnected with at the funeral, I've just been trying to keep in contact with every so often. I, I, I message them and ask them how they're doing, how, how's everything so far. And it's just it's just like a small way to keep Eugene from leaving for so I don't have to actually say goodbye to him. Um and it's you know it's little and but I do the best I can. Um, and I really do have to thank you too because like guys, Ryan, not only did he put up that post on Facebook sending out his condolences, but for the first two or three days he kept messaging me and calling me. So I really, really, honestly, like, really do appreciate that more than you can imagine, Ryan. Like I, I, I mean, I wasn't ready to talk about it then, but I, it was, just the fact that you were willing to constantly check up on me in the world. So I really have to thank you for that, sir. Oh, of course. I was more than happy to do it. I just don't want to keep pestering you with it. Cause I know it can be kind of frustrating at the same time, but at least I wanted you to know that you had yeah, someone I, to talk to. I, I, I knew you did. I mean, the thought, I know the thought counted. And again, like it really meant the world to me. So although I wasn't like, Although I wasn't ready to talk about it, I, like I, I knew you were there, and it was very comforting, very, very comforting. And again, thank you so much for that. But you know, it's been a few weeks, and I'm trying to move on. It's not easy. Um, I, I'm so sorry about your loss. How long ago was that? Uh, it's I think it's been a few months. Okay. Um, but thank you. How I mean, How long do you think? Do you? How long do you think <clears throat> it was before you started to be able to like function normally? Um, I don't know. I, I'd say it was. I think it's easier as time goes on it, I, I see it as you don't um for me it never goes away but it's mm-hmm. no longer the first thing i think about when i wake up i see it comes a little bit farther down the list but it's always there i mean the, you get you'll have a tough day every once in a while but um that's usually when I, i'll text some of the uh, a few of my other players that i was close to just let them know that i'm thinking about it and that it usually helps. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been tough. I'm I'm doing actually a lot better than some others. Um, Paco is doing uh, not great, um, but that's that, that's for I can't really talk about that. So, but yeah, she she has, she has been doing very well. Um, and but it, you know it's understandable. They've known him for more than half their lives. I've known him for about yeah. seven years. So it's understandable that they're they're suffering as bad as they are. Um, so I, but 
I don't know. I'm going to push forward now um, to something a little bit more entertaining because that's what this podcast is supposed to be. Uh, so you're we saying were, I'm not entertaining? No, I'm talking about this very depressing talk about losing loved ones. Dick move, Ouch. Dick move. Is that why you're saying no one listens to Green Up? I didn't well, I know you seen that. What happened? What? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I will, no, nobody listens to dropping low, so we're in the same boat. Um. Okay, so just like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, technology fucking sucks sometimes, and in the middle of recording this shit, uh, my laptop gave out. Like, it just froze out of fucking nowhere. It's outdated, so I definitely need a new laptop, but because of that, and because I've wasted so much of Ryan's time tonight, I'm just gonna pull, push through. I had to get a load of this, but I'm gonna cut cut to the, cut to the, cut through that and do something else. Um, so a few episodes ago... Uh, we, Milky and I interviewed each other for episode 200. I had a few, I had a few, um, questions left over, uh, mostly a, a lot of them by you. Cause you get a ton of uh, questions and a few others as well. So I thought we might, I might as well just bring those out and ask you those questions to, just to get a discussion going. How's that sound? Well, as long as Milky doesn't mind, I don't, I mean, <laughs> those were for you guys. So no, it's fine. It's um, fine. No worries. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. <laughs> uh, so why do you podcast? Well, now it's pretty much to just to do something to do with Jillian, something that we can do together and look back on and have fun. She she really enjoys it. So for me, doing something with her that she enjoys, um, it's a lot of fun. I guess my next question you've answered is that yeah. how much of an impact do you think this podcast had on your life? And it's because of the fact that you were able to do this with your daughter, which is one of your best friends. Yeah, of course. And I think also um, I've made some really good friends from just podcasts in general. And, you know, there's two or three that I can always count on to be there. Um, I've got to meet a few of them, which was pretty fun. Um, but I think it's also shown Jillian uh, and it's given myself uh, a creative way to express myself or what I think. Not that anyone really cares, but, you know, it, it's there. Okay. Um, the top three greatest moments you've had while recording. Oh, I thought it was really cool that I was able to um, get an interview with um, Michael Price. is a co-creator of F is for Family, and he's an Emmy-winning Emmy uh, director from The Simpsons. So that was pretty cool. I did not know that. Fuck, I love F is for Family. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was right before it came out. Um, we just started adding on Twitter because they had put out some trailers and then um, his agent reached out to me and was like, Hey, Michael's interested in, I'm sorry, Mr. Price is interested on coming on your show. Um, is this something we can make happen? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then we fig- figured out all the logistics. I think I actually had to take a half day off work to be able to fit around his time frame. And then I had to pay money to get an actual phone number from Skype because they weren't just going to call a random Skype name. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool because they gave me, this um, un- or this secured access to Netflix before the stuff actually released. So I got to watch the whole first season. I don't know. It was a couple weeks before it came out. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is very cool. Again, I love that show. I, I Every time it jumps, every time it gets on Netflix, I religiously watch the entire season in like two days. So that's really cool. Uh, do you have any others? Trying to think. It's pretty hard. Uh, there's been a couple crossover episodes that we've recorded with some friends. I'm going to bunch of group a bunch in is like a, a number two but um when i had you and ness on and we did that whole episode um early on we did a crossover with bruce thumbs which was a lot of fun i really enjoyed that um 
there's been some moments with Jillian where she just completely comes out of her shell and she just just glams it on and we both just had to stop recording because we're laughing so hard it's a proud moment when Jillian starts talking to people she does a podcast she wants to give them their you know the business card and she's really proud of it she takes ownership of it so I think that would have to be my number one that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but Ness and I were on separate episodes, right? Because I remember listening to Ness and you giving him like a metal quiz, right? Yeah. yeah so it, it, we're- well, no, what had happened is when, you know, he was going to come on, there was, I got to, you know, bridge that some way. And I know Jeremy, my best, you know, one of my best friends is a huge, huge um, punk listener. And I knew he liked metal. And then I know Clint was big into heavy metal too. And then Ness being there was like, well, it's a no brainer. Um, yeah. they, they did say I softballed it a little bit with the, with the songs that I chose, but not being into metal, I really didn't know how far to go. Yeah. I remember that it was, it was well. actually pretty easy, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> okay. What's the biggest disappointment you think you've had with your shows? Um, biggest disappointment. I would have to say it's not having a clear expectation of what my goals are with the podcast. So in a sense, I kind of set myself up. I don't want to say to fail, but my expectations were so, I don't want to say so high, but I didn't have a clear cut goal. Like this is what I want to do. So um, the easiest way to gauge success is through download numbers. And you think you're doing everything right. And you're starting to get, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13,000 downloads on an episode. And then all of a sudden, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. You think you're doing good. And then all of a sudden those numbers go all the way down to like single digit downloads. You're like, what the hell happened? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a kick to the groin, if you will. Biggest disappointment, though, um, I, I I would have to say that would be it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so if you won the lottery, what would be the first car, house you bought, guilty pleasure item you bought, and the place you would travel? Hmm. Well, the first car I would get is I would probably get my wife a Land Rover because we've always wanted to do that, and i got to put her in some style. Uh, I, we wouldn't, we would, if we, when we bought a house, we would still keep it pretty modest, yeah. you know, probably a simple three or four bedroom. We're not going to go out of crazy. No, we wouldn't. Uh, okay. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> Evidently we would. Get cr- <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely make sure that, uh, her parents are taken care of and my dad yeah. is, you know, make sure their house is paid off and, and all that. Um, first place we'd probably travel. I've always wanted to go to Europe. Yeah, it would definitely be Europe. Spent a lot of time there. Um, what am I missing? Guilty pleasure item. Guilty pleasure item. What would be the first thing I would buy? Um, honestly, probably the first thing I buy would be a brand new MacBook, since uh, computer issues seem to be a thing. Same. <laughs> not, not that I'm not that I'm complaining. I mean, I'm sitting in front of an iMac right now. I've never had any problems, but still, it would be nice to go get one. Uh, we didn't get to answer these questions, so I guess I could throw my answers. Um, yes, please do. Yes, uh, I would buy a Tesla. <laughs> uh, really? But, yeah, I would. I would. I would love a Tesla. Like I've seen those things, and like I work in an office that's in that that's like because I work in a, in, in a hotel, and the office is like in in the in the first floor garage. And whenever I walk out, one one of our residents has a Tesla. It's gorgeous, and has a, it has like a literal tablet inside the that inside the the condo. And I'm like, yeah, I would definitely rock a Tesla. Yeah, why not? Um, we were huh? we were at the mall this last weekend, and the mall has a store for Tesla. They have two Tesla cars in there, and you can go in there and see them. And that's interesting. Um, 
I would probably buy a condo rather than a house, and I would, but I, I would probably live. I, I would, I would imagine pretty modestly as well. Um, probably just enough to house my friends in, and then buy a house for my parents because uh, this house is falling apart. Uh, I would probably go back to Japan and live there for a few months just to see if I can, and then um, I would. I would love to travel to London. Like that's like a dream for me because I'm such a big Harry Potter geek. So like, there's just so much. There's so much Harry Potter stuff that I just need to see in London. And the guilt, the guilty pleasure item. Like I would the probably guilty pleasure items because I recently got this and I do tech. Like, like um, I'm really really into high end phones now. And any any cool piece of tech that you give me that's like pretty advanced, I'm gonna be excited for. And I, I, I this is one of the traits I, I picked up from Eugene right before he passed away. Um. I'd probably like, I'd probably just be the, that that guy that has like four of the best phones on market right now, just because I want to have those phones, you know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure item, I suppose. Um, if you could take a crap in Trump's face or mouth, what is the meal you would eat beforehand? Uh, McDonald's, definitely. For me, it's Taco Bell because oh, good choice. Yeah, no, those are those are impressive impressive sessions very very <laughs> impressive sessions so that's that would be my choice uh if you could have lunch with any u.s president living or dead who would it be and why oh we actually talked about this in the car one time on one of our drives back from eugene um uh, my first choice is going to be obama just because he seems like he would be a lot of fun to sit there and have lunch with um but i mean kennedy would be a lot of fun to have lunch with as well uh, I'm going to stick with Obama. Is it, it seems like you'd be able to relate some more things that you want to talk about, you know, being in this time. Because, I mean, if you sit down with Lincoln, it's like, man, the slavery thing was pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a couple choices. I, I'd be interested in, um, in uh, Jefferson because the guy was such an intellectual. I would love to hear his thoughts on everything. Okay. Obama is definitely a choice, too. Like, he's very uh, – he seems like he's a, a very fun, charismatic person that you're probably going to have a genuine good time with. And, yes. And uh, the other person it would probably be Clinton because, like – I could, Really? Yeah, I'd probably interrogate him on actually what happened. <laughs> I never thought I I it never crossed my mind. I mean, like I'm, you know, because he, you know, he committed perjury. Like he says he didn't, but he apparently did. And so, like, yeah, but you're telling me, you're telling me, you would rather sit down with him than possibly George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or. I mean, this was in my lifetime, and I'm very curious. Like, I, 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 I just kind of want to know, okay, really badly. <laughs> and plus, like you said, like it's hard to relate to someone like like George Washington and and, and Lincoln when, um, you know, they they were they lived like hundreds of years ago, and there's no way to really relate to somebody who, like, you know, in, in this scenario, are we going back in time or, or are they coming to our time? I assumed we were always coming. They were coming to us. Yeah, in, in that case, like I'd imagine either of them would probably be like scared to death about what went what's going on and where they are. So just like no, probably not. Um and the last question I have is uh, we can send you back in time to kill baby Hitler. Could you and how would you do it? Oof, I've thought about this so many times. Have you seen Dark on Netflix? I haven't. I have never even heard of it. Yeah, when you told me earlier about it, I've never even heard of it. So it's a it's a German show. Uh-huh. And it's um the audio is dubbed, so it, you know it takes an episode or two to get around that. Um, but it takes place in a small German town, and there's for some reason there's um, the town you can either go back or go forward in time thirty three years, and and there's a, a part in the show, part in the plot where 
this guy whose brother 33 years ago went missing and now his current age, his son has gone missing. And he thinks it's this one individual. This guy is the one who's responsible for everything, right? So he ends up somehow going back in time 33 years ago to when this person was um, a child. He was maybe six, maybe eight. And he's put in a place to where he feels if he kills him, he's going to save his brother and his son in the future. And it is quite a scene to watch to be, I mean, just emotionally put yourself in, in that person's, my brother and my son. If I kill this individual, I don't know for a fact, but you're everything inside of you is telling you to kill him. It's, it's a great scene. You know, when I, after I saw that, I thought about, you know, this question because it's come up quite a few times, you know, I know it came up on tell him Steve Dave, which I'm totally stealing from, but. (laughs) <laughs> that's fine we steal from them all the time <laughs> good um i want to say that i could but i i don't think i could if if i had to if, if it's like all right you have to do this um i'm i can't do anything it's just gonna be with a gun i'm gonna make it i'm a, a bit over his head put a gun pull the trigger and be done with it um I mean, yeah, it's just hard to think about the fact that you're killing a baby. Yeah. That is probably going to screw with me forever. But um, I'd probably look at it from this perspective as the fact that if I don't kill this baby now, millions and millions of people yeah. are not go- are, are going to die. So it's just like one of those things where I have to try to outweigh what's better for humanity in this case killing this one baby would save millions of people so i'd probably have to rationalize that within myself and do it um yeah probably the gun it's the fastest way to do it like the fastest most painless way to do it um yeah and i'm not even creative enough to come up with a great idea it's just trying to keep it real yeah exactly It's, it's 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 more it's more about just get as long as it gets done like it doesn't matter how it gets done and like again it's just more of like i just want to make sure it's it's done quickly and paint as painless as possible because it is a baby even if even if that baby turns into a monster at some point it's still a baby so the baby isn't that monster yet though adam yes it's still just a baby yeah it has to go through the his behavior it hasn't even really been developed yet you know from you know his genes have a part of it um what he learns in the world and how he's raised. I mean, all that could be changed. He could grow up to be an amazing person, but because of everything he went through, I mean, plus, you know, he grew up to be batshit crazy, but you know, yeah, I mean, that's understandable, but do you have the opportunity to grow up with him, to guide him in the better direction? If you don't have that opportunity and you literally only have the moment where he's a baby in the, in the crib and you're, you're not going to, and you're going to go back to the future at any given moment, yeah, but how do you know what you're coming back to? Did you? There was that show, and I think it's a Stephen King book, eleven something sixty three, about um, James Franco plays a character and he goes back in time to uh, to save Kennedy. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah. I guess like it's hard to know what you're doing because like you know any little thing ripple across time, but like yeah. But that's a big ripple, bro. That is a big ripple. Um, but like I said, it's like I would have to rationalize it and know that like this child will say if it is the death of the child will likely save millions of other people. So I would probably have to let myself do that. But again, like it, it really depends on the scenario. Like it, like it, if we're giving us giving ourselves an in, in amount of time in in um in the forties in or not in the forties. He was probably born in like the, the, the what eighteen hundred. I don't remember when he was born. Eighteen eighty. Um, 
supposing we we're we're at the time where he's a where he's a toddler an infant and we have an infinite number of time to spend with him then yeah i would probably find a way in order to like kind of skew him in a different direction but if i only had that moment and it's only like you have five minutes get in to kill this baby and get out then i would probably do it yeah because i mean you're also talking if you, if you want to raise him you got to live back in 19 or 1889 that you know yeah that's a long time ago. I don't think you and I are built to be able to survive that time. Exactly, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. Um, that would not be fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's insane to think that making that one change would, I mean, would change the world so much. I mean, uh, he doesn't come to power. Who's to say World War II doesn't happen? Which, uh, what does that mean for the Japanese? And, you know, the Axis power, at some point, do they finally, you know, get ballsy enough to still attack us? Yeah. I mean, you don't know. Then, if they don't, then we never drop the bombs. That's true. Supposing the course of events continue on as they would, except that the Holocaust doesn't occur. So, you, so assuming, okay, so in that place, so Russia still is the powerhouse that they are, and they're still doing this, but without German support. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Italy. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if Mussolini has the. the you don't think he would? <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, who, who's to say he doesn't get crazy too? I mean, he was pretty murderous, and yeah, I mean, like it's, it's hard to say. Like, obviously, there's no way to predict exactly what happened unless unless we have the unless we have the DeLorean or, some, or something like that. But like, <laughs> I, I think that there's no answer. It's just there's no way to know. But in and like again, if I if I ha, if I was pressed against time and asked the only they're like you have this opportunity, don't. Try, just do it, then I would do it because, like I said, like I'd rather have those millions of people who passed away and not have to have, not have to have those people have suffered through many years, um, than you know not kill a baby. It's just it's the option. It's just you have the option. I think killing babies are definitely worth the saving those millions of people. Um, but again, there's no there's no real way to obviously figure out like whether yeah. or not the this baby would whether or not if Hitler still if if he was dead if if you know if it would have happened anyway if World War Two would have happened anyway if it would if you know like all of that there's no way to predict it so. Yes, uh, I think that concludes it all. Unless you have something more to say. No, no, I, yeah, I think we can. Because yeah, like we're, we're just gonna sit here and argue ourselves into a loop because there's no way to know. It's true. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that concludes it. I have I've asked all the questions I needed. Um, aside from why the hell do you listen to our podcast? It's such a bad podcast. <laughs> it is not bad. It is ext- You know, I, I remember when I first listened to it. Um, I put it on the car and I had Jillian in the car oh, and man. I quickly realized that that was not the right way to listen to your podcast. Yeah. I needed to have headphones in to listen to it. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, it just was, I laughed a lot. Um, the rotating, uh, cause I don't think at first you guys had Paco on all that much. It was mostly just SPJ and then Nest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was entertaining. I really liked the rotation, rotating semi-permanents because they, they each brought a little something different to the show. Mm-hmm. But they also changed the dynamic of the show with you and Milky because when Ness is there, I mean, it's more – it's different than when Paco totally. is there or um, yeah. SPJ. Yeah, it's, it's a different – it's still the same show. It's the same characters, but it, it's, it's different, and I enjoy that. And then um, for me, it's getting to know you guys as I got to know each of you a little bit more. And, you know, I become invested in you and we become friends. So then I want to support you in the podcast. And uh, it's just, it's been a great show to listen to. I mean, I felt kind of bad during the summer when, you know, when I was um, 
in the process of moving, there is, there is, I think didn't, we were talking one time and I was like eight episodes behind. And so that, that's fine. I, it, it took no. a little bit of a commitment, but I got caught. Well, up. you're not obligated it's to okay. listen. Like, it's okay. Obviously we're no, still I, friends. Whether you listen to, no, I mean, we're I still going to be friends, whether you listen to or not, like it doesn't matter. Cause you're, you've been like a fantastic supporter over the years. So it's, it's, it's a okay. So, but yeah, no, I, again, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Your lovely fans. No, 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 I'm no, sure. No. I'm sure you want to spend time with them. So let's, uh, let me just end it right now. Um, anything you can find on droppinglows.com. Feel free to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash droppinglowspodcast. That's, drop, that's facebook.com slash droppinglowspodcast. Or just follow us on Twitter at droppinglowspc or on Instagram at droppingloads. Please, please, please check, it out, check us out on the YouTube, youtube.com slash droppingloads. That's, that's droppingloads in the letter P. Uh, we have daily shows. We have a new show called Wake Up with our friend Dorky. Um, and What the Cons are back. A new season of What the Cons. So that's, that's going. If you can please check that out, that would be fantastic. Uh, we're also in the BS Podcast Network. It's a network of podcasts run by the dudes at Pure BS Podcast or former of your BS Podcast, please go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network. It really helps us out if you donate a few shillings here and there. And we're on two internet radio stations. The first one is the Mixed Talk. You can find it at TGMIXX.FM. We're played at Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on Cornucopia Radio. That's T-U-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-N-Radio.C-O-U.K. We're played randomly once throughout the week, so hopefully one day you happen to tune in and listen to us. Wow, I'm so out of practice. Um, also, please don't forget to check out SPJ's second finest hour ever in his entire life. That is a Don Francisco Promise Historia for the low, low price of $1.50. You can find that at droppinglows.podbee.com. Again, Brian has been such a great supporter. He bought that stupid-ass episode twice. So there you go. That was that good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, no, it was so dumb. Um, but it, it really is. SPJ's like best time, uh, best hour like ever. Like He was he was on fire that day. Um, please pimp out your podcast and everything you need to pimp out, Ryan. Uh, the only thing really to pimp out is Dropping Loads Podcast. Straight up. No, come on. Come on. Look at me that, lucky to be that podcast. You got to pimp that out. Where, where can they find you with that? Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, pretty much any place you download a podcast. Um, you can find us on the Twitters at Lucky to Be Dad, um, and then you can find me also at Green Up Podcast on the Twitters. That's pretty much it. fantastic, guys. Listen to Lucky to Be Dad; it's wholesome, family-friendly fun, and it really does warm your heart. Please listen to Lucky to Be Dad. Jillian is such a ray of sunshine on that show. Like, honestly, you got you guys got to listen to that if you want to feel good about life. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast so that I wasn't talking to myself again and being, like, pathetic and lonely. <laughs> no, I, I hated those. God damn it. <laughs> I loved them. They were great. Because they're so boring. Like, like the yourself. Florida Man commentary episode was probably the worst episode of, of in Dropping Loads history. Like, I... It's just like a lot of wheezing and like, huh, huh. that was funny. That's all it was. It was like the worst episode we've ever done. All right, whatever. I wouldn't say the worst, but it, I mean, it wasn't your finest moment, but it was still entertaining. It was very bad. And thank you so much for coming on. Until next time. We love dropping loads. in the fatherland. I said, oh, dude, baby, I got me a plan. I said, what you got, Adolf? What you gonna do? I said, how about this one? Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1.